Good to see you here in the Lord's house tonight. God's good, isn't he? Uh, I tell you what, this, this has been a strange few days to me. Uh, I, I realize as as a church, you know, we're getting into a busy time of year. Just like pastors, all them announcements he's just making and things going on, activities. Everybody's busy, and, and uh, you know, Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday night is important, but uh, we have a tendency most time on Wednesday night, we, we're kind of laid back. We, we can receive a good word, and Pastor Danny's been doing a great job on Wednesday night of various subjects that he that he chooses and uh, ministering. Our, our attendance seems to have even picked up on Wednesday night. But anyway, when he asked me to, to speak, I, I knew... At the time, like he was saying, uh, uh, he was planning to be gone, a group of men be gone, and some of those that, that come back, you know, they're here, some of them's here, some of them not, so forth. And um, Halloween coming up and the, uh, the little carnival Friday evening and all the things going on, our minds get cluttered with a lot of things. And... Uh, I'm thinking about all this, and, I, and I'm thinking, now, Lord, what what can I tell these people in the midst of all this activity and all this busy schedule and things going on? What what can I say? And I, I I even I was even settled on a little a little sermon. I was going to do a little thing on hell. Uh, matter of fact, I told you about it, didn't I? But uh, you know, it just didn't seem right. It didn't sit right with me. And then I decided to, I was going to do something a little, for lack of a better way to put it, Halloweenish. <laughs> and uh, that didn't sit right with me either. And I'm, I'm kind of praying. You know, I work nights at Walmart and I walk, I walk my dog every night. I walk this floor machine, you know. I call it my dog. Okay, and and I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about these things, and I guess what it is, I really hadn't got, Pastor. You know what I'm talking about. You know when you know when you know you got the right thing, the right thought, or whatever. And and it just dawned on me. Listen, this might be the last service we have. I know we're pretty busy, and I know the Lord is mindful of all our busy activities and so forth, but he may just punch Gabriel in the rib and say, hey, this is the time. Sound the trumpet. Them folks are too busy. I need to get them up out of there, you know. And we get so busy and so full of activity and things that, and even even in our in in our coming on like Wednesday night for most all of us this this is a routine activity you know we're here on Wednesday night, but I I got to talk to you if, uh, I'm gonna ask you a, a question I'm good at asking questions I guess and and sermons you know here a while back I 
I, I preached on the on the thought of whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? You know the question that was asked. Well, in Matthew chapter twenty-seven, I'm going somewhere with all my chatter. Y'all just just hang on. I, and this little sermon might last ten minutes, and it might last an hour and ten minutes. You know, we don't never know. But what I want us to do tonight, in all this that's going on, our minds full of all this stuff. You know, Halloween and trick or treat and costumes. And I was going to do a thing on costume. I was thinking about. You know, that's one of the things I was thinking about. You know, just just full of activity. We need tonight, in this, what, 30, 40 minutes we got left in this hour we spend on Wednesday night, we need to think about Jesus. Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 27, Matthew records here, the last days and hours of our Lord. And I want to begin reading in, in verse 11 here. And let's read this and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, I'll try to convey to you what the Lord laid in my, in my spirit. Uh, early this morning, about 3 o'clock, as I was walking my dog in Walmart, and I was thinking about all this, th- this stuff going on, and I just, you know, this, this, it went off like a light, you know. Let's say hey, we need to we need to talk about Jesus. We need to slow down a little bit. Verse eleven. Let's read. And and Jesus stood before the governor. This is Governor Pilate. And the governor asked him, saying, "Art thou the King of the Jews?" And Jesus said unto him, "Thou sayest." And he and when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto them, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered, uh, and he answered him never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For they knew that for envy uh, they had delivered him. In other words, Pilate knew that, well, let me shut up and read. Uh, When he was set down on the judgment seat, verse 19, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether... Of the twain will ye that I release unto you? And they said, Barabbas. Then note in in verse 22 the question. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called the Christ? And they say unto him, 
Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried the more, saying, Let him be crucified. And then when Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a, a, a tongue was made, he took water and he washed his hands before the multitude, saying, saying I'm innocent of the just uh, the blood of this just person. See you to it. Now here, what, what, what the thought I want to convey to you for a few minutes here tonight is that this, this scene that we just read about here is at the end of the, of the uh, ministry of Jesus. Uh, considering all that has happened, and when I say all that has happened prior to this time, I'm, I'm talking about the entire three and a half or so years of the ministry of Jesus. Uh, we, we understand that, that this that's taking place where we read here is really it's the ministry of Jesus is coming into ripe fruition, if you will, for this is the purpose for which he came. You know, he, he, he's about to fulfill this. And uh, as I see this and, and, and look, look at this scene and what's taking place here, why did these people want to destroy Jesus? And I look at the, the multitude and the crowd that is gathered on, on this particular occasion. Now, this is in and around the Passover time. And there's a whole message we could preach about Jesus becoming the sacrificial lamb. Remember, early in the ministry of Jesus and John the Baptist is still alive and he sees Jesus early in his ministry. And John the Baptist sees the Lord and he proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And I, and I read that, I've read that a lot of times, you no doubt have too, but I wonder if Jesus, I mean, uh, John the Baptist really realized the significance in what he was saying, you know, the Lamb of God. And we could preach to you about the Lamb of God and the Passover. And we can go all the way back into Exodus, remember, with the original Passover scene and talk about that. But, but what I, I want to look at this, at this scene going on here in this chapter and the multitude that's there and consider all the individuals that Peter uh, getting these folks mixed up I ain't even who's Peter uh, that Jesus all the individuals that Jesus had had relationship with particularly during his three and a half years of ministry the people that he saw Jesus was really notorious about one-on-one -on -one evangelism, if you please. I mean, he spoke to the multitudes, and he, he taught from the mountain to the multitudes uh, and uh, spent a lot of time there and even feeding the multitudes and, and so forth. But he spent a lot of time one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, addressing individuals. And, and I'm thinking, and I'm looking at this scene in my mind, and I wonder how many of the people that Jesus had a, 
dialogue with through his ministry, how many of them are there in this multitude? You ever think about that? How many were or, or were there any there? I don't I don't know. But uh, we see early in his in his when his ministry is first beginning in John I believe John chapter two in his first miracle. We see Mary his mother, and you know about the the, the marriage in Cana of Galilee, and and uh, there's a shortage of, of of the wine, you know, in the celebration and so forth, and. And uh, Jesus has not yet performed a miracle of significance as recorded in Scripture. This, this, the Scripture says this. Is, John two says this is beginning of miracles is what you know that it calls it there. But Mary, his mother, was so convinced that there was spe- something special about her son Jesus that when this occasion arose concerning the wine that he turned to his disciples and he told them to listen, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. Remember? So Jesus knew there was something special about her son because she knew that he had been conceived without the benefit of a relationship with an earthly man. You understand? So she knew, you know, so he begins to preach there in his hometown, and as, and as those in his hometown observed his ministry, their reasoning is, hey, is not this Joseph, the carpenter's son? You know, you remember little Jesus that walked around, you know, early? How about others? The four Gospels is full of individuals that Jesus had had relation with and many of which he healed or blind Bartimaeus for example what will he do with Jesus you see just just saying that he's in the multitude and he's he hears the the chief priest and the scribes with all these accusations that they're bringing against Jesus and and he he hears what's going on. Release this murderer Barabbas and crucify the one that opened blind Bartimaeus' eyes. What's blind Bartimaeus thinking about this? The lame man that remember the lame man that lay at the at, at the pool of uh, what was it, Bethesda for like thirty eight years, and Jesus healed him. What if he's in the multitude? What if he hears what's going on? The man with the withered hand. How about the ten lepers? You know, the, the story of the ten lepers. I mean, wonder if any of them were in the multitude that was chanting, crucify him, crucify him. Were they there? This, the one in our, in our lesson Sunday, the one that was sick of the palsy. Uh, they, how about Legion? You know, now Legion, he might have had to travel to get there maybe, but... But, uh, you know, possibly, maybe he was that on several occasions there's multitudes of people. And I, I dare say that some of the people that were crying, away with him, crucify him, some of them were in one of these multitudes of people that Jesus fed. 
after he taught, you remember the 5,000 and the loaves and the fishes, the, the, the 4,000 on another occasion, you know, when, when Jesus fed the multitude, matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, the, some followed him. After that, they, they were following him. Hey, you know, this dude feeds folks, you know. We'll just hang, out, hang around with him, follow him around, and we'll get fed. So some were following him for the loaves and the fishes. You know, not for what he was saying, not for the miracles that he did. But, but Jesus, he, he's, he taught them as one, in our Sunday school lesson Sunday, as one that had authority. And then, in our Sunday school lesson, likewise, <laughs> he had the audacity when one was needing a physical healing of the palsy or whatever, you know, the heart failure that he had, instead of healing his heart failure, he told him, Thy sins be forgiven thee. And boy, that really set the, the scribes and the, the Pharisees and Sadducees. Who is this man? Only, only one can forgive sin. That's God. Well, you know, we understand that this is the, this is the Son of God. This is what He says. The, the, the disciples in the storm. And, the, and, and they're, you know, I, I love this, those stories about the, the storm raging and Jesus getting up and rebuking the storm with disciples now who knew about the storms. They were fishermen, most of them, you know. They had worked and labored in this area for all, all their life. They, they were familiar with the, these storms coming up hurried, in a hurry. But Mark 4, verse 41 says, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? He has control of the weather. Boy, he could make some money these days, couldn't he? He can forgive sin. He can open blinded eyes. He can tell the lame to get up and take your bed and walk. This is the one they want to crucify. This is the one they want to kill. This is the one that, that they want to destroy. All these multitudes and all the loaves and fishes that, that, that he, he provided folks as they were hungry, as he was teaching them, and, and all that Jesus did. Considering all that Jesus did, the question is that uh, Pilate presents to them, what are you going to do with Jesus who is called the Christ? Now, you know, the question is still prevalent today. We can ask our society and folks in our world today, what are you going to do with Jesus? Most of them in our learned, technologically advanced society that we have, they don't want nothing to do with Jesus. They'll either want to ignore Him, I just pretended, you know, or, or they'd rather ban Him. You know, they, they want to they want to ban 
Jesus. You know, just hey, you can you can pray in any other name, just don't don't pray in Jesus' name. You know, you can talk about any kind of religion, just don't talk about Jesus. You know. So it's it's prevalent. The question is is relative for our society today. What are we going to do with Jesus? And Pilate's asking us from the Word of God tonight, what are you going to do with Jesus? And even as probably all of us in here this in, in this service tonight, we're all believers and we've embraced Jesus as our Savior, but what are we going to do with Him? We carry Him in our heart. We carry Him in our life. But what are we going to do with Him? I tell you, we need to share Him. We need to share Him. We need to give Him away. <laughs> give Him to somebody else. Give Him Give him to... The world needs Jesus. The world don't want Him. But the world needs Jesus. The world will not admit it. They are not going to tell you that, well, the world will tell you, man, we need help. Man, we, we, man we're in trouble. Man, well, you know, there's just so many things wrong with our world and our society and our government and there's problems here and problems there and uh, that, you know, so and so. And it's true. But what the world needs is Jesus. Jesus. Not more religion. The world's full of religion. The world is full of religion. There's no shortage of religion in the world. But there's a shortage of folks that want to embrace Jesus. And I wonder, I wonder if there was any folks in the multitude as these folks were chanting to Pilate, Away with him! Crucify him! Let him be crucified! Release Barabbas! And I just... That's thinking. I wonder if any of the folks that Jesus ministered to was in that multitude. And I wonder where were their voices? Where were their voices? Why didn't if Barabbas was there, why didn't he jump up and say, Hey, I'm with him. For I once was blind and now I see. The man that had laid at the at the pool for like thirty eight years and 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 re received his healing. Why didn't he say so? Well, hey, remember when we were lost in our sins and on our way to hell, and Jesus reached out and rescued us from the from the 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 burning pit of hell and saved our soul. Why don't we cry out in this world that we live in today? I'm with Jesus. I'm with Jesus. I'm going to stand with Him. It's important, church, that we proclaim our stand. Proclaim our stand. Make a proclamation of where we stand in this world that we live in today. Uh, 
I didn't see this, but uh, I, I heard this. You know, if uh, if if you were if you were put on trial for being a Christian, could they find enough evidence to convict you? Could they say, "Oh, I heard him what he said"? You know, always at least saying something. Could they find enough evidence that the judge could slap the gavel down? Yep, you're one of them. And what we need in our world today, and I, I realize I'm I'm speaking to the choir tonight, pretty much. But uh, what we need to do is reach out and embrace him. Reach out and embrace Him, not push Him away like the multitude was pushing Jesus away and was wanting to destroy Him and do away with Him. We need to reach out to Him and embrace Him and pull Him into our life, even in a deeper way, and and recommit ourselves to Him and prepare ourselves to stand for Jesus. For He is our Lord and our Savior. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby man can be saved except Jesus. Muhammad won't get it. Any other name, any other name won't get it. It takes Jesus. The world needs Jesus. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. And I stand before you tonight proclaiming to you unashamedly and regardless of come what go what may, Jesus is my Lord. How about you? And if that's the way you feel tonight, would you stand with me? And just reach out to Him and pull Him into your bosom and thank Him for what He's done for you. Lord, I thank You for being my Savior. <laughs> Lord, I thank You for what You've done for me. God, I don't want to crucify You. I don't want to put you away or destroy you, push you away out of my life. I want more of you in my life. I want, I want to be identified by the world as a Christian. <laughs> I recommit tonight my life to you, Lord. Lord, help, the, help in, in every individual in this in this building just right now. God, that we, in our business and activities and a lot of good things going on, nothing wrong with what's going on. It's just good things going on, ministry going on. But God, let us not become so busy and so full of activity that if you were to walk through our midst, Lord, that we wouldn't even see you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Oh, Jesus, minister to us tonight. Help us, Lord, just take a few minutes tonight and open our hearts to you and allow you to look in. And as you look in, Lord, you see what we have need of spiritually. Lord, you see where we are and that you minister to us. And then, Lord, help us to be able in turn to minister to others. For this is this is your will and this is your way. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen, amen.